0: Hello world, my name is Satori Shakur and I am the host of Twisted Storytellers podcast produced by WDET in Detroit. This is season two and we are so happy to bring you these stories, these stories that speak of struggle, of culture, of families, of life, of death, of new life, all brought to you through the lens of humor and laughter. So ladies and gentlemen, Get ready for season two, because we're gonna laugh our way to transformation. You ready for your first storyteller? It's me, and I hope you like feet. Everybody has a vice, right? I have a vice, everybody has a vice. If you don't think you have a vice, then your vice is denial, okay? So, my, I am addicted to foot massages. It's like God put two little vaginas in the bottom of my feet. And if you rub them long enough, I'll have a footgasm. Now, I would start out at the pedicure place and get that wimpy little massage they give you there. And as soon as the toenail polish dry... I would head to the Chinese relaxation spot in the mall, Wu Zings. And I would get one of them Chinese men to stick his thumbs in the G spot of my feet and Wu Zing, baby, please. (laughs) So Hung Lo is like looking at me... He looking at me going, feet hot? I'm like, yes, no, don't stop, hung low, don't stop, don't stop, swing low, sweet. I mean, like I said, I was spending over $300 a month on foot massage. It was getting out of hand. I had to quit some of my other vices to afford it. I quit smoking cigarettes. I reduced my medical marijuana budget. <laughs> I gave I gave up straight hair. I locked my I locked my hair. And if you know anything about a black woman, that was a bold move on my part. So now I'm this is like in 1999, 2000. So I'm visiting my sister in Detroit, I lived in Toronto at the time, I'm visiting my sister in Detroit, and I walk in and she's in the bathroom, she's waving this card around, K-Toast, K-Toast, girl, I thought I had had a pedicure, but this was a pedicure, it lasted three hours, I'm like three hours, Doreen, he got a foot fetish, give me his card, and she's like, uh-uh, He's a Christian. Now, my sister's a Christian. She's a pastor, her husband's a pastor, they have a church. So I have to break it to her real gently. So I said, Doreen, Christians lie. You know, they lie about birth certificates and deficits. They lie about weapons of mass destruction. Christians got foot fetishes. Jesus had a foot fetish. (laughs) <laughs> Every time you turn around in the New Testament, there he is with a prostitute washing his feet with a hair. Don't say that. I said, give me his car. Well, he's married. I said, well, then his wife is a lucky bitch. Give me that man's car. <laughs> so I make an appointment with Kato's. Turns out he's a part time cop full-time feet. (laughs) We make an appointment from 6.30 to 9.30 in the morning just when he get off work. So I get there the next morning, and before I even knock on the door, the the door swings open. There he is. He looked like Shrek in a cop uniform. I mean, he still got the gun belt around his waist. You know, gun, handcuffs, pepper scrape, billy club. It looked like he wearing a sex toy shop around his waist. (laughs) So he invites me in, and there's this gleaming white grand piano in his living room, stretching across the living room. I said, oh, my sister didn't tell me that you played piano. And he says, well, you know, I was a child prodigy. And I said, well, do you still play? Well, it was a long time ago. Like I said, I was a child. So he says, I do the pedicures in the basement. And for one split second, I was like, the basement. (laughs) But then I, I remembered my sister made it. So I'm going. Now, how she could have missed that this man had a foot fetish is beyond me. I get down there. It's, it's, it's mirrors everywhere. Pictures blown up, pictures of pretty feet all on the wall, red toenails, nail art, thousands of bottles of fingernail polish on glass stacking tables. It was In the corner was like this rope with a bunch of high-heeled slippers, you know, like a strip convention over there happening in the corner and two lazy boy chairs elevated on platforms with a little stool below so I'm looking at this this is like the ghetto mecca of feet you know and I'm I'm looking and I'm I, and I'm trying to make small talk and he, I said do you do you do manicures too and he's like manicures disgust me I said okay all right he says have a seat so so I sat down on the church pew because it was a church pew And I start to take off my shoes. He goes, he go, freeze, hold it. I'm like, what, what? He's like, your feet belong to me now. I'll remove your footwear. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts. He said, go over and have a seat on the Lazy Boy. So I go and I take my bottle of water with me and he snatches the bottle from me. I said, what's wrong? What, what's going on? What's up? Hey, he says, well, I don't want any interruptions. I'm like, interruptions, what do you mean? He says, I don't want you getting up in the middle of my work. I'm an artist and going to the bathroom. Matter of fact, go to the bathroom now. And I said, but I don't have to go to the bathroom. He said, a lot of women come here and say that, but then they get up in the middle of my work and go to the bathroom. I said, but I'm practically dehydrated. I drank very little coming from Toronto. He said, a a lot of women say that, and they sit there and hold it just to be right. Why are you being so rebellious? So I didn't want to argue. I went to the bathroom. I counted to 60, flushed the toilet, ran the sink water and opened the door. Boom, there he is. I'm like, he said, a lot of women do that. They pretend to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Now I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm a little scared. My sister didn't tell me this. So I see the staircase. He's there and I'm like, look, you're going to give me the pedicure or not, because I'm a little nervous. He says, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. He said, but just so you know, a lot of women come here and they expect sex. It's no sex, just feet. Whew, thank you. I go take a seat. He go, He takes his gum belt off. He disappears into the back, comes back out with a blue smock in this steaming hot tub of water. And he puts it down and tells me to put my feet in there. I said, I'm not putting my feet in there. That's hot. Don't you see the steam rising up above it? He said, you need to tell your mind to tell your feet that that water ain't hot. (laughs) I'm like, but I'm not putting my feet in there. The water is too hot. And he said, a lot of women come here. They want to be in control. You want to be in control? Tell your mind that that water ain't hot. Surrender to the water. So I'm like sucking air. Liquid fire. Then I adjust. And then he takes my foot out. And he said, you see how needy you are? And I'm like, I'm not needy. And then he starts to take this like strawberry. It feels like menthol on my feet. Kind of cool. And he starts slathering that on my feet and rubbing it and sticking his fingers in between my toes. And just wiggling it back and forth. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> now, nah, I'm, I'm like you know you. My inside face is like, <laughs> my outside face is like, and he's like, how that feel? I'm about to lose my mind. And he said, how that feel? I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> he said, he said, women come here and they and they and they want to be in control. He says, let go, let go. You know this feel good. You know it feel good. Then he took his thumb and just in the bottom of my feet, and I was like, yes, yes, it feels good, it feels good, it feels good, and he said, let it go, just let it go, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going through a divorce, nobody knows, haven't told anybody. You know, and so I look over at the side and I see he's, there's pictures of him in the military, you know, pictures of his buddies in the army. And I'm figuring it's Vietnam because he looks 60, in his 60s. And so I changed the subject because I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm going through a divorce because I'm pretty embarrassed about this divorce. I just got married three months before. It's my second marriage. It's, it's a failure. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I just want to get a foot massage and get out of here, you know. So he, so he says, well, I said, you've you, you been to Vietnam, eh? He goes, yeah, I've been to Vietnam. I said, uh, did you ever kill anybody? And, and, he, and, he, and his body goes like that. And I, he says, yes, I did. And I said, uh, did, did you ever kill any women or children? <coughs> his body goes like that. And he says, I killed anything that moved, women, children, trees, anything that moved, I killed it. And I said, well, did you you ever ask for forgiveness? I was acting on orders from the United States government. I didn't have to ask for forgiveness. I was acting on orders from the United States government. I said, I know, but but, but did you ask for forgiveness just for you? And he said, I was acting on orders for the American government. I was acting on orders. And he says, have you seen somewhere in time? I said, with Christopher Reeves? And he goes, yeah. And I said, yes, I have. And so he says, I'd like to play that for my first time customers. And I said, well, I've seen it, click. So I get drawn in the movie. Now, the movie is 90 minutes long. And, he, I, and I'm letting him do the cuticle stuff and all the that. And I'm drawn into this movie. And when it's over, he says, you know, do you believe that people can love each other beyond time? And I said, yes, I do. I said, because I love my stepmother. You know, she died in 1981, but I still feel her presence around me. He said, I've been married three times. I've been divorced three times. And I'm in love with all three of my wives. And now I'm interested in, in, in what he has to say, you know, because it, does he have a prescription for divorce? Can I still be in love? You know, I, I was still in love with my husband. I didn't, I didn't want the divorce. He was a fine Jamaican specimen of a man. You know, he cut off my sex supply right in the middle. I mean, I, you know, you, when, when people get divorced, one person knows before the other. One person's ready before that. I was not that. I wasn't ready. So he gets up from the the pedicure and goes to the piano and starts to play the theme music from somewhere in time and it was like his soul was pouring through his fingers like like I've never heard anything so beautiful in my life I started seeing scenes I started seeing him in Vietnam and gunfire and 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 I started to cry because the music was so moving and and then he made a mistake and got back on and then he Finished with this flourish and I just sat there sort of stunned because I'd never heard music so beautiful in my life and I'm still crying and I, after the chord rang out, I said, I, I felt your pain. And he said, no, you didn't feel my pain, you felt your pain. And he said, and I think your toenails are dry and I looked down at my toes and it looked like a crime scene down there. Red fingernail polish everywhere on my skin, on, <laughs> everywhere. And I guess that's what broke the camel's back. And I run into the bathroom and I just pour tears. I release, I release. Yes, I'm going through a divorce, 46, going through my second divorce. And it's okay. It's okay. I made a mistake. That's all. I just made a mistake. And I recover. I cover myself, get together and I come out and he says you know a lot of women do that right after they pedicure they go in there and they cry but there was some understanding uh, between me and Kato's and I told that story at a club called They Say and when I finished telling that story a woman came all the way across the room and gave me a card and it said Mr. Mario put your feet in my heavenly hands and I gave that card to my sister because it turns out Mr. Mario is a Christian foot caregiver Now, I went there one time and he all he while he doing your feet, he quotes scriptures. And I didn't go back to him because me and feet and Jesus don't go together for me. Just so. um, (laughs) Then I told this I told this story at Joey's and a Chinese woman come up to me and she says, I know Kato's. He did my eyebrows. I didn't know he did eyebrows. And then I told another lady who worked for 911, and she said, I knew Kato's. He got fired because he was underneath the desk looking at women's toes. (laughs) So that's what I told my sister. Proof he has a foot fetish. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All I have to say, ladies, just go down to the relaxation spa, nurture yourself. Because you you, you, sometimes your feet be the one to tell you that you need care. Take care of those divorces, those hurts, those pains. Let some Chinese man rub your feet. Because maybe your husband and your boyfriend like to rub your feet. It, I, it's my experience that every man don't like to rub your feet. And I'm not, I don't make nobody do stuff they don't like to do, you know, because I stuff I don't like to do. So if you don't like to do feet, fine. I'll go down to Wu-Zing. I'll go see Hung Lo. Because feetin' ain't cheatin'. All right. Nurture yourself. Twisted Storytellers is a production of WDET in Detroit. Recorded live at the Wright Museum by Connor Anderson and Rossan Cherry. Sound design and mix by Sam Bobian, podcast coordinator Joan Isabella, and special thanks to Michael Perkins. I am your host, Satori Shakur, and thank you, MGM Grand Detroit, for supporting season two of Twisted Storytellers podcast. See you next time.